0: On this episode of The Chris David Show. He's like, I'm Joey, Joey Black, have a drink. And his friends were trying to get me to drink moonshine.
1: I had my conversation I said, because now you're in a right? This is what you like. But what are her likes?
2: I didn't know that a kitty could be ugly. I know how to talk to people. I know how to interact with people, connect with people.
0: Y'all thought that Timberwolves game was wild? Wait till I tell you what went on at Walmart this morning. Disrespectful. Like, full stop. Disrespectful heads think I'm just going to remain the same person I was in high school and be stuck with them in their 15 year old mentality. Only toxic people weaponize things that people can't change.
1: Yeah, so he's an Instagram model. You don't actually know how to talk. What
2: am I supposed to rap about? Like I have to go get a colonoscopy or something like that for somebody for me to tell them, hey, I'm having a bad day. Not a lot of people
0: have that. Tell her to sell some of those handbags she's got. She's got over a thousand handbags. This is what's going on in A.I. porn. Look, 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 look at her head. We look good as hell in 4K. Welcome back to The Chris David Show. I'm your host, Chris David, here to join us for a brand new Chris David Show, Guy Talk, Men's Discussion Panel. We have my guys, Joey the Heckler Bastin, AKA Joey Black, and Kai, Black Kyna, the Chunky Jaden Smith Thomas. Clap it up and give my guys a warm Chris David Show welcome. We back. <laughs> now now listen, I know it's Black Friday and we all have turkey hangovers and all, and I saw some shit this morning while I was out in these Black Friday streets. i get to that later, but listen, let's, let's just jump right in. If you're within the sound of my voice, you know that the Black Friday sales kicked off weeks ago. As a matter of fact, the holiday shopping season seems like it gets earlier and earlier. I kid you not, I saw Christmas ads back in August. According to a holiday shopping trend report from Adobe, the discounts being offered this year will reach record highs. And Even though there are plenty of great sales today, the best prices will still come around Cyber Week. Today is the best day to get a TV at a new discount. Tomorrow is expected to bring the deepest discounts on laptops. Toys and apparel will be at their best prices on Sunday, and Cyber Monday will be the ideal time to purchase electronics and appliances. Now, the good people over at Consumer Reports have some Black Friday shopping tips to help us all find the best offers. Tip number one start early Now you should have started shopping back in october but i won't go too far in on that ass sales have been going on for weeks now and retailers are offering deals on items in virtually every category of human consumption many retailers have holiday refund and return policies that include partial refunds for items that go on sale for less later in the season for example Target offers price match adjustments for anything bought in the store or online between October 22nd and Christmas Eve. If you see that the price has dropped, contact customer service and they'll refund you the difference. Make sure you have your receipts. Look at Target trying to redeem themselves. see you, player. (laughs) Number two, shop online. While many deals are available in-store, you may have more luck and more options by shopping on your phone or computer. In recent years, retailers have offered more of the same promotions online as they do in stores. A lot of stores were closed yesterday, so this may be the thing to do if you're really trying to pick up something for the holidays. Tip number three, use websites and apps. In order to judge how good the deals really are in crunch time, you need to track prices. The good thing is you don't have to go retailer by retailer to compare prices. The Consumer Reports website lists the current prices at various outlets for all the products in their ratings. You can also try Google Shopping, Price Grabber, and Shopzilla. When you're in a store, smartphone apps such as Buyvia, Shopkick, ShopSavvy, and Shopula let you scan barcodes or QR codes to compare prices and get discounts and coupons. Listen, baby, let me get us on a coupon. <laughs> also look into browser extensions like Camel Camel Camel, Keeper, and Honey, which will show you price histories, price alerts, and available coupons when you shop online. Tip number four, use loyalty programs. Store loyalty programs often grant members early access to coupon sales and promotions, then let them earn rewards on what they buy. Tip number five, get social. The Facebook and Instagram feeds of your favorite retailers are a great way to find out about exclusive deals and promotions. Retailers will often reward customers who like or follow them with special alerts to discounts and incentives. Text and social media posts are also an easy way to share Black Friday shopping intel with friends and family. Tip six, create a budget and stick to it. Black Friday sales are designed to get you shopping and buying things that you weren't intending to buy. Since it's easy to get caught up in overspend, plan ahead of time of how much you want to spend and do your best to resist impulse buying, especially if you're not sure how good a deal is. I know that if you use your credit card to shop, a lot of them will double the manufacturer's warranty. You just got to watch out for those interest-free promotions. I mean, they're not so bad if you're disciplined enough to pay off the balance before the promotional period is over, but if you aren't, you're going to be stuck paying the full interest on the full amount of the purchase. Tip number seven, check all store policies in advance. It's always good to know a store's price match and return policies. Mostly all major retailers have some form of price match policy. However, some stores may suspend their price match guarantees on certain items this weekend So do your researches and read the fine print. Check the store's return and exchange policies to make sure that they won't charge you a restocking fee. Now these last three tips apply strictly to TVs. Today, Black Friday is the day you will see the biggest discounts on televisions. I saw TVs this morning with discounts as high as 35, 40%. So if you're looking to upgrade your TV, do it. I mean, we look good as hell in 4K. Some stores are selling low-priced TVs made specifically for Black Friday called derivatives, as they're derived from mainstream models and have scaled back features such as fewer HDMI inputs or a simpler remote control. Consumer Reports says they perform just as good even though they run $100 to $150 cheaper. We won't say names, but we all know what those models are. Maybe you don't want one for your living room, but perhaps you have a son or daughter who's going off to school next summer, or you have you know, a guest room or an office, or if you cook a lot like me, you might want a small, simple flat screen to put in your kitchen. Check out a derivative or knockoff, <laughs> as we say where I'm from, model. Speaking of cheap, beware the cheapest set. Doorbusters draw people in with visions of savings, but the TVs are not always worth the price. Keep in mind that you're going to be watching football games, Christmas movies, The Chris David Show, the Super Bowl and a whole lot of programming on your new TV for years and years. If you're not happy with the features or the picture quality, you're not you're going to regret not spending that extra fifty to hundred dollars to get what you really wanted. Also, retailers have more wiggle room on a step-up or flagship model, so don't hesitate to ask for a better price regardless of the time of the year. I did Consumer Reports. They like because they really just want us to do well out here in these mean retail streets. We have some shipping deadlines here as well. Keep in mind, earlier is better because you never know how long a retailer takes to ship, especially this time of year, especially with small businesses and independent sellers like on eBay and Etsy. Always check their FAQ or shipping and return sections to get accurate shipping information. But now if you're one of those last minute spirits, don't worry, we got you. In order to send gifts via USPS, you'll need to ship by Saturday, December 16th for Ground Advantage, Monday, December 18th for Priority, or Wednesday, December 20th for Priority Mail Express. All of that information is up at USPS.com. With UPS, you must ship by Tuesday, December 19th for three-day select, Wednesday, December 20th for second-day air, or Thursday, December 21st with Saturday delivery options. For next day air, Thursday, December 21st is your shipping day, or Friday, December 22nd with Saturday delivery options. For ground and ground saver, UPS has a website where you can enter the addresses you'll be shipping to and from for detailed shipping estimates. That site is ups.com ctc. See for calculate, T for time, and C for cost. If you're shipping with FedEx, your ground economy deadline is early this year, Wednesday, December 13th, for FedEx Express Saver, Tuesday, December 19th, FedEx two-day and two-day a.m., Wednesday, December 20th, and for FedEx same day, that day is Friday, December 22nd. For FedEx Ground and FedEx Home Delivery Deadlines, visit FedEx.com. <laughs> get those gifts shipped out now. Matter of fact, as soon as you're done watching us, place your orders so that they get there on time because 30 days comes at you fast. A month really doesn't feel like a month anymore. But Kai, I mean, what do you think? Good tips, right?
1: I mean, they're great tips. I think one thing is always have a strategy, right? What am I buying? How do I buy it? What do I want? I saying. Understand- quality over quantity right i think a lot of times we get into this name brand thing right we look at things as electronics but real talk they're all the same parts all the same chips it's really a matter of a, if it's something for a long-term purchase or something for tomorrow so i think the biggest thing with any of this is where's my game plan well how did i go about it and can i save as much as possible
0: <laughs> there you go joey black what about you
2: I think preparation is the most important thing. Um, if you're prepared, like you said, like make sure things go out the 17th or before. Like I'm a last-minute person, so me waiting the week of Christmas to go get all the presents is not smart because you go to the UGG store, they don't have anything you need. You go to wherever you, you just got to... Now you're at the mercy of everybody else and all of the traffic. So being prepared and doing those type of things, like that's always going to help you out and you won't have to worry. Like my my uh my sister in law, she she gets her done. She she's already done. Like our presents are under the tree already. I don't have to worry about my presents with her. So you
0: have to worry about it. That's how you her. do it. I don't know, Joey. She need to rub off on you a little bit because that's how you do it. Like I'm done. I've <laughs> been early. done since like September. So <laughs> Yeah, no, she was done since
2: like May. <laughs> that's too early.
0: That is man, that is kind of early. Wow. That's that's like super early. But yeah, listen. she gets done. We're informative here at the Chris David Show. I am an Afrofuturistic, magical Negro version of Joan Hamburg. And if you don't know who she is, ask your grandparents. But uh, those tips were uh, courtesy of uh, Consumer Reports. Good morning. Ty, go ahead and introduce yourself, Abby. Ty,
1: Thomas, the one and only, um, your favorite person's favorite person. I'll say that much. Um, man of many trades, master of all. Uh, really, just out here living the best of life. That's all I can really say. Taking it one day and one turnip at a time.
0: <laughs> listen, all right. So let me tell you guys. Me and the Kai hung out. This was at Industry City in Brooklyn in Sunset Park. Look I, look, I know we look related, we're not related. I promise. But um, yo, but listen, listen. Kai's friends, right? Kai brought his friends with him, and his friends were trying to get me to drink moonshine. <laughs> so so listen listen he had his homie rk rk is like this short like like mob deep looking dude and then then he had these two spanish guys with him and they were like trying to give me bottles and shit and i'm like yo man i don't know what it is with you people trying to give me liquor when i'm out (laughs) anyway kai you be in these streets hard body i can't hang out like i used to but it was good seeing you and then we i saw you upstate too i mean you pulled up for like two minutes and then you bounced
1: I'm, the, I'm only trying to be there for a the photo, right? It's proof I was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm here for a good time, not a long time.
0: <laughs> I feel you. How? By the way, Kai, how's your mom doing? How's your mom? I'm
1: doing really well, really, really well. You know, we're focused on the next of life. I think with parents, it's always assumed that they have it, but how do you help them navigate towards what retirement looks like? You've been working for forty plus years. What's the next stage? So. Parents are stubborn, but that's what we're going like, hey, mom, it's time to just relax. Let's go to the spa, get you in your bridge club, all the good stuff. But, you know, I still got to hit me. I'm like, I know you do, but real talk, let's just sit down. Let's relax yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, listen, we had the Chris David Show send our love to Aunt Bootsie, Kai's mom, and the entire Thomas family. And um, Joey, go ahead and introduce yourself to the good people.
2: Um, I'm Joey, Joey Black, Joey Crew, Joey Chronicles. Um, just your uh everyday average guy, you know, here to here to turn up, have fun, you know, crack a joke, you know what I mean, make you smile. And then maybe a little bit of heckler, because everybody likes a little bit of a little bit of mean comedy because
0: it's true most of the time. Just a little bit. All right. Now listen, we gotta get to how Joey got the name Joey the Heckler. Okay, so back in April. I went to this comedy show out in Philly called Joke Sisters. If you follow me on IG, and I don't know why you did since you're watching, listening, I have some post-up from that show, which was created by uh, Chris David Show alumni, one funny sister, Ms. Joanna Briley. Shout out to Joanna, by the way, too. Happy belated, Joanna. Um, so this guy over here, all right, he comes in and he's with his mom. He's with his girl, uh, Brittany. He's with his sister, Victoria, and her dude. Good looking group of people so joey and victoria they bounce and they come back like 20 minutes later with these brown bags. so joanne is still up there doing crowd work and she doesn't miss a beat and she they, they walk back in and she's like what's this thing? and so joey goes it's 800. and she's like oh, tequila it's, it's keto cream. my family crushes a tequila bottle so then they get cops and they're mixing it with some strawberry shit and everybody is drinking thanks to Joey and Victoria. So, so let's clap it up for that. So wait, but then, so the comics go up and they're doing their bits and everything. And Joey's doing Q and A with each and every one of them. And yo, and yo, and then he's getting more and more tipsy and doing more and more Q <laughs> <laughs> and A. So, and I'm a few rows back and I'm like, yo, who is this cat? And Kai, he wasn't rude at anything. Like he wasn't nasty with it, but I'm just like, son, chill. So at the end, um, Joanna shouts me out and everything. And after the show, I'm in the back, you know, I'm socializing and, you know, doing what I do. So this dude right over here, not, not Kai, but this dude right over here, he comes up to me. and He's like, yo, I want to be on the show. And I'm like, well, are you comedian or something? Like, you know, because he reminds me of Jimmy Martinez, if you guys know who Jimmy Moore is. But anyway, I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm Joey, Joey Black, have a drink. <laughs> So I'm looking at his sister, I'm like, are you responsible for him? And she's cracking up and he's like, come on, man, let me make you a drink. So I'm like, dude, I can't be driving with alcohol in a red cup. Like, I might as well just turn my headlights off and, and not wear my seatbelt for all that. Just go straight James Bond with it, you know? So, so, you know me, all mm-hmm. right? You know I'm resourceful. I use everything. I'm the Hoods MacGyver. So I spot these to-go cups, you know, the kind for coffee and then with the lid over on the counter. So I grab the cup and I go, okay, put it in this just a little bit. He's like, oh man, come on, you gotta have some with me now. And he's pouring that shit like crazy. And I'm like, I gotta drive, nigga. And so I take a sip and I'm like, damn, this is nice. And so he fills up my 12 ounce to-go cup with 1800 uh, Strawberry Tres Agaves, Yo, yo, Kai. We turned it into Wawa with alcohol. And Mm -hmm. and this was when I knew that he was that dude, Mm -hmm. okay? So, and Joey, I have to thank you because you actually gave me the idea for the Chris David Show men's discussion panel. Guy taught men's discussion panel. Because I said, how else are we going to have him on? So, yeah, one drink started all of this. So, and Joey was actually supposed to be with us on our very first men's panel. But he was under the weather so um shout out to joey's mom joey's sister shout out to Brittany, the whole baston fan and anyway speaking of drinks what's the drink the official drink for this episode of the chris david show men's discussion panel so what is this right here what is this called it's epsilon epsilon and where can we find epsilon at where can we find um
2: at your, uh, if you're in the Philly area, at your local Fine Wine and Spirits.
0: And if you're in Brooklyn, where Kai is, just go to the corner store, the bodega. They're selling liquor. Or go to your local moonshine man. Go ahead, pause the show, make that drink, and we'll wait for you. Just don't wash it down with tater tots. It's a little <laughs> inside joke. All mm-hmm. right, so guys, I have this letter that one of our viewers sent in for our sex coach, uh, Mrs. Tony Drumide Antoine. So get your questions in ASAP. But this is our men's panel. So we wanted to give our perspective on this. So here's the letter. It says, anonymous. Uh, this comes from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I've been dating this guy I met off of a dating app for seven months now. When I ask him what he thinks about us, he really doesn't give me any clear answers. I asked my girlfriends what they think is going on with him, and they tell me he probably isn't big on relationships. I like him, and I want to be his girl. How long does it take for a man to know if he really wants to be with you?
1: First and foremost, I think it's clear communication, right? A lot of this is just vibes and feelings. Least you heard, right? Oh, I asked a question. I like the answer I got back, so I don't know how to feel about it, versus what's direct and clear. But I think we understand is what is the dynamic of a relationship? What are we looking for, right? How are we defining it? Do we go into it of we're kicking it, we're having a good time trying to find one another or we're dating with intention? And I think more so the fact of we need to see people through seasons and sometimes seven months is maybe not the right time because have I seen you at your best? Have I seen you at your worst? Have we gone through a little, you know, Scuffle between each other, or has it always been the honeymoon phase? So, seven months, it is a time, but at the same time, if it's summer and fall, what does winter look like? No birthdays, no holidays. I don't know. You run these big milestones. So, honestly, it's a few things to take away from that is first, clear communication. You know, even the question of, well, what do you mean by that, right? Kathy, even the question we got people where you say, hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. Are you really good? Oh, snap. So ask me a follow-up question. Maybe they sense something. Really do that because I think the more you're questioning wondering, you're going to keep spending versus just ask the question. And be prepared to have uncomfortable conversations because you'd rather have that versus what you're going through right now, submitting anonymous questions to get answers. Hmm.
0: Joey, you've been with your girlfriend. Yeah. Brittany. It- for five years. Speak some wisdom into this young woman's life.
2: So uh, it's really, so I, I haven't been dating in a very long time. So the dating scene is a lot different than it was five years ago. So I know that um, like people are very intentional or they should be more intentional. And sometimes like you don't, like, like you were saying, like you might just need to ask a question but also it's hard because because you're on Tinder and you're on all these other like like with social media and everything like that, you're you're able to access a lot more people a lot faster. So I was next to a couple the other day at a restaurant and they're on the first date and she was like, what are your flaws? What are your this? What are your that? And he's probably like, whoa, like that's a, you're, you're speeding right now. Like we just enjoyed the first date. Them being seven months in, he's probably like, all right, maybe I'm still trying to figure this out. She seems, or the anonymous person seems like they're ready for the relationship. So that timing might be different. Like the like, I don't, I don't know how everybody's timing is, but that is something that should definitely be addressed because some people, some people, as soon as they're dating, they're dating for a reason. And I want to be in a relationship, and it doesn't take me five months to know that I like somebody. It only takes me xyz amount of time but some other people was like no i got to get to know you i got to get to learn you maybe just the dating part of it is for me to vet you properly so that when i do ask you to be my significant other or anything like that then that's that's how it'll progress but then also some people just want to have fun and if I say I want to just have fun with you, you might not take me seriously anymore because you're like, no, I'm not here just to have fun with you. I'm here for for a real like for a real reason. So I think it can get very dicey, but I think it is still very crude, like very important that you guys do have those conversations to find out at what stage, because I've seen it before. Like friends of mine, they are they're like talking to somebody for years and they never became official. But was that because of a lack of communication or was that because there was no standard set early on that you, you might be able to get the, my mom calls it the boyfriend light. You get all the boyfriend or all the girlfriend uh uh benefits without actually having a boyfriend, girlfriend title or responsibility. So
0: I don't know. And, you know, I think that couple who you were talking, talking about, you overheard them at the next table. I love that you're out ear hustling, by the way. But, um. <laughs> I think that's something they should have talked about before they even went out on the date. Like, that's something that initially they should have, you know, hammered out, you know, intentions and expectations, like, way before going out to dinner. Because I just know, me personally, I'm not going anywhere with anyone till we've had those discussions.
1: I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because where I am in my season, apps mean something different, right? Apps are an interview. We already established we like each other. And now these are qualities versus if I bet you out at the restaurant, at the bar, I don't have time to ask you about your flaws. I'm still trying to get to know you on the natural tip. So we're going to do that on the first date. And so we're doing for the app, it's already almost like we're getting some of the basic things away versus the natural going of if I bet somebody out at the bar, I'm not asking her, hey, you want a drink? And what's your, t- your season? That's not going to happen that way. And so that's why I look at it in a sense of, how are we going about it? Because the way we engage this dictates how we go about it and go to the future. That's, just like, that's my thoughts because apps mean I'm looking for someone I'm seeing a specific thing. I found it. We're going intentional versus I saw you on Tuesday. We text a little bit. Hey, let's get coffee. coffee. I met you not in that setting, in that mindset of, hey, you caught my eye. I'm not asking for your top three flaws. So I look at it the intention of how we did we engage? Was it naturally saw you Good moment, rom-com, or here's the interview, you pass the test, you check the boxes, now we're going out. I just look at it that way. That's just
0: me. Got you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I totally get it. I totally it makes a lot of sense. Um and I mean because yeah, but- if you're meeting somebody out at a bar, you're not gonna be like, Yeah, so what's your five-year plan? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but also that's what they're doing on dating sites. Like you're you're literally like it is an interview. Like I'd probably be mm. if I'm back in the streets, if they threw me back, if Brittany ever threw me back in the water then I would, they would probably do that to me. Like, are you, they're going to probably like, there's certain expectations. Like, first of all, you have to meet whatever those expectations are. Hopefully they, like, hopefully they're clear cut enough that, or you naturally do them so that you don't automatically get ghosted or red flag them already by saying, hey, let's go to get coffee. Well, why don't you take me on a real date? Like, because I don't know you Yeah, You know what I mean? So you have stuff like that. And then when I do that, They also, like I said, no one wants their time wasted. I don't want to waste my time with this other person. They don't want to waste their time with me. So they're trying to probably get all, let's get all of the, let's get all of the, let's get all the paperwork done now so that we can just enjoy each other's company for the remaining of the time.
0: I'm curious though, how'd you and Brittany meet? So
2: it's funny. So I, I like chicken wings. Everybody likes chicken wings. Sunday, Sunday pizza, chicken wing favorite right here. So. Um, I've done that with my brother and sister. We, uh, we had a sibling day, you know, like we do corny stuff like that. We had sibling day. We went to, um, New York had one It's called the long Island chicken wing festival. So that was over the summertime. And then about five years ago, uh, Philadelphia has their own version of that same type of festival where you have different vendors, they make chicken wings. And then you kind of go there, they have beer vendors. So you have, you get beer and chicken wings together. Right match made in heaven. So we go, I'm with my sister this time. My brother couldn't make it. So I'm with her and her husband and we're just going. Some some people, they have great chicken wings. Some people they're kind of bland and gray and scary looking, but still a good time. So my brother-in-law, he was, um, his friend was dating this girl. This girl happened to be Brittany's sister, her twin sister. And um, they end up coming to the chicken wing festival with with him. So they all met up. So we meet, I meet him. He's a cool guy. Um, and then he brought these two other young ladies with him. So we're like, all right, cool. I didn't pay her any mind. Cause I didn't know her. So then we all decided after, after like, we're a little bit buzzed. We go get, um, after we ate, we end up going to go bowling just to like, keep the, keep the party going. So we go bowling. And then at this point everybody's coupled up, but me and her, Like everybody has their significant other or who they're talking to. So I'm alone, she's alone. And she also had a very like uh, uninterested face. She looked like she wanted to get out of there. Like she was not having a good time. So of course me being the uh, sly fox that I am, I'm like, hey, why are you so mad looking? You know, like just chopping it up. So she kind of put a smile on her face. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So since we're bowling, bowling is a competitive sport. I'm competitive. So I said, hey, let's do this. If I win this first game of bowling against you, because everybody else is coupled up, I win against you, you buy a drink. If you win, I buy the drink. So I win the first game, naturally. So that's great. So she buys the drink, we have the first round, we're still talking, we're enjoying each other's company. Now it's the second game. So I had to up the stakes a little bit. I said, "Uh, how about this? If I win, you give me your number. If I lose, you don't have to give me your number. Long story short, and this is the best part of the story, I lose that game. That game is totally lost to me. I lose 105 to like 100. She definitely beats me. So I look at her, I didn't give her puppy dog eyes, but I gave her a look like, so what are we doing now? And then she gave me a smile and said, I'm still gonna give you your number. And I said, of course you are, you have to. That's, a, that's part of the that's part of the, uh, the the mating ritual dance. So I gave her the dance and uh, she gave me her number. And then we watched football and now, we're five years,
0: everything's history. Nice. You look like a 2000s, you know, UPN sitcom couple. So, I mean, you know, it, it was meant to be anonymous. I'm going to keep it real with you. He doesn't like you. We're men. They're not that complex. If he liked you, he would have shown you immediately. I mean, you heard, you heard Joey's story. I mean, a man who likes you shows up and you don't have to pine for confirmation. You'll know, make sure, and he'll make sure you do. And you're 30, you should know better. And you two are obviously having sex because you sent this in for our sex coach. Anyway, if he's around, ask your father what he thinks of this guy. If you don't have your father, ask your grandfather or another man in your family who's been married or in a long term relationship. Best. Um, we get some really interesting letters in for, the, for, the, for Coach Tony. Um, we get some wild cards, too, because one was like, I think my husband's gay. Please advise. Like, just so deadpan. Like, no details. Just please advise. And even Coach Tony was like, you got to give us more details as to why you think your husband's gay. But that went well. You guys want to do another one? We got another one here. Run it. Let's go uh, for it. Cool. So this one's from a guy named Steve. Steve's 40. He's from Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Steve writes, I'm trying to get my new lady into a fetish that I have for doing it out in the open. I like fooling around in the park, on the bus, and the train, in Ubers, and taxis, and even at the movies. I like my lady a lot, but I don't know how she's going to take it. See me and my last chick used to get it in all over the place, up in the dressing room at Macy's, I sure <laughs> hope I hope to God it wasn't Fulton Street <laughs> in the restaurant booth. Just anywhere we got the urge. I need some tips on getting my new lady to be more of a freak body, as you say. Please help. Peace. Steve. Now, Kai, Steve sounds like one of your homeboys, so I'm going to let you take this first. No,
1: honestly, I, with all this, right, it's talking, it's communication, but the thing is it's a matter of comfortability, right? So how far into this am I introducing this? And I think the reason why people have the, you know, compatibility and the bedroom intimacy or things, we're not talking, we're going about what we've been trained. A lot of them are doing what they've been doing since 16. They're not learning new tricks, they're not doing whatever else. And my old partner, my guy, this isn't your old partner, this is someone new. So have that conversation, understand, because now you're in a situation, right? This is what you like, but what are her likes? How do you find compromise? Because it seems very like this is what me 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 want versus her, and she's uncomfortable. How do you ease her into that? What are the tips to say, hey, we don't have a full blown back to the Macy's, but hey, maybe we try something in a car in a public spot in the park. Then we ease into something more a little bit more public. But how do you get someone who's never done that, especially when you are over older age, you're setting your ways. This is new. New is scary for a lot of folks, and that doesn't bring that bring discomfort because now. It's now becoming an old oh, reason why you can't enjoy our time together is because of how you're not able to do what my old girl did. That might bring insecurity to her because maybe she wants to be there for you, but she can't. But in all honesty, it's either A, having a conversation so they know exactly in the bedroom, hey, I enjoy what we do, but I want to take it another step. And an ease, right? No one's going into something where it's like, hey, new cake, new fetish, day one, let's go. You got to grow into it, the comfortability. So I would just say conversation communication also sure what it actually means because i can tell you i want to do something the park what does that really mean is it full-on you know ramp sex? is it you know maybe some little hands play foreplay there's different levels of things so i think it's having that clarity of what are my needs and how can you help me meet my needs and how can we do it together
0: joey any advice for steve
2: yeah first of all you just gotta know like everybody's different some people have a higher sex drive some people have a lower sex drive some people like to be more spontaneous some people like it more structured I like some people like vanilla sex everybody's different it's okay what it comes down to is like he's saying communication but also once you have those conversations you got to understand that that is not your ex that that she might not be the freak that you want her to be and that might be okay or if it's not okay then you got to you gotta see where there is compromise, or if there is no compromise, then maybe that might not be the best fit. Just because if you if you need that, then you might be lacking that because she might be like, like some people are very, like, very adamant about not doing things like that. Like some people are older, like he's in his 40s, right? If you're in your 40s, that might be something that an older woman might be like, that's a young girl thing. I'm not young like that anymore to just do it in the car anymore. Like we don't do it in the backseat. Yes. As a me, I'm at, at 35. I'm like, yeah, like let's do it in the backseat. Why not? Like I haven't done that. You know what I mean? I haven't done, uh, I haven't illegally drinking in a long time either. So let's do stupid stuff like that as a joke. But that's really like, some people are like, no, like, sexual intercourse is made for the home or made for something a little bit more private and unless you gauge it unless unless she gives you that type of that unless she gives you that type of mentality that she's with doing stuff like that then you have to find out some way so either you can try to introduce it like little by little and see how far how far that can go or you basically have a full blown conversation and see what her hard lines are like going forward like would you be into this some people are into swinger clubs some people are not into swinger clubs so having those conversations to see but you can at least gauge it to see where you are and where you fall in um don't i would i would think if they're not really into that you would do it like incrementally and see how like see if they'll at least get to a place where it's kind of a middle ground but I guess like i said i I know i know a lot of older women that are like i probably wouldn't do that just because they think that is something more of a more of a it's an image like immaturity type of thing
0: so okay steve i'm gonna hit you like coach tony would say and say communication is key let your lady know that you have this fetish and that you like to explore this with her i'm all for sexual exploration exhibitionism voyeurism etc but Be smart out in those streets, Steve, because you don't want to fuck around and wind up on the registry. But you know what? You know what, Steve? Make being an assertive communicator your New Year's resolution. Do you guys make New Year's resolutions?
1: I don't because the thing is, any goal, will I achieve it or do I set myself for failure, right? Because then there's that anxiety of, oh, it's it's something I need to do, but if I don't do it, how do I feel about myself? Honestly, I think anything with a new year, it's more of a perspective. Like, oh, I'm gonna have a fresh mindset. Maybe there's something I wanna think about differently or how I approach things, but honestly, a goal, goals are sometimes tough to achieve. What's realistic? So honestly, I don't have new year goals or resolutions. It's more so let's reflect and see what we can do better.
2: It's like one of those things, like new year, new me type of thing. And it's like, if you want to make any active changes, you don't need to you don't need a set time to make those active changes. If you don't if you don't want to drink anymore, just stop drinking. If you don't want you don't have to you don't have to wait like, well, no, like I want to stop drinking. But, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and then I have Christmas. And then then after that, then after Christmas and then New Year's and then after that, then I'm going to stop drinking and then I'll I'll cut it. I'll cut it down and I won't smoke as much and I won't do like if you want to make those changes, you can make them at any point. If you don't feel like you're ready to stop drinking, then don't stop drinking. If you don't think your drink is a problem, then it might, it might be a problem, but it, until you see it as a problem, then it's not a problem. So those type of things, like those changes that you want to see, or you want to make, you can make them at any point. So if, if you, if you like to do it as like maybe a ritual type of thing, well, every, every year I do, I try to do something different and I can see how that could be somewhat beneficial, but. If you really are trying to make resolutions and changes, you can do that at any point. You don't have to wait till the year to do that.
0: You know, it's hard enough just coping with the nonsense during the holidays. And I'm just like, why should I punish myself trying to stick to something that I could start at any time? I mean, if I were to start a resolution, I would start in, in November. I mean, it's a head start. And plus my birthday's in January, like literally the first week of January. I'm too busy indulging to start a regimen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) but how do you guys cope through the holidays
2: so i'm pretty chill like i i found that people get stressed out about stuff because they just they 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 take too much of it in like they internalize too much of it like i if you can't buy the best gifts for your significant other or for your families and things like that get on what you can and it's okay like you you're beating yourself up like i know that my kid wanted the new the new iPhone or something like that. Like, if you can't get them the new iPhone and you can get them something that's still, like, that's still something from the heart and it's still meaningful and it's still, it's something that they can utilize and use and things like that, then that's still fine. Like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. And also, you don't have to beat yourself up if you can't deliver. Like, at the end of the day, like, the reason why we get disappointed is because we get disappointed in ourselves. We don't, it's not because we, it, it, is because you feel like I should be able to to do these type of things. I should be able to afford the new phone to give to my kid because they deserve that. And I want to be able to give that to them. And that's very noble and everything like that. But if you just don't have the means, you don't have the means. And that's okay too. I, I feel like there's I feel like there's too much pressure. I I don't feel that pressure because I just never cared enough to to feel that pressure. Like, if I can do it, then great. And if I can't do it, then that's okay also. like it, it, It's going to have to be that way because um, I work on machinery all day. I can get mad at a machine all I want to, but what I learned is that the machine never gets mad because it's a machine. And then the only person that is mad is me. <laughs> and, the only, and the only person that it hurts is me. So why well, hurt myself? Like, I don't have her feelings anymore. I can't get mad at things. Like, I can't get mad at a TV for being broken. It's a TV. Can't get mad back at
0: um, but what about you, Kai? How do you cope through the holidays?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're in a culture of capitals, right? It's all about what's all my dollars, spend it. And I see time and time again, friends, others, people going in debt for the season, right? Like you create this culture, of you work 12 months to get rewarded now. How do you train that culture and maybe reward throughout the year? But in true honesty, Whatever you got to do, be okay with it, right? I think one of the things we talk about is like, you know, how'd you get it? Oh, I did Like, be okay with being on that way. Be okay going forward. I mean, we have all these different things out here. It's okay to pay in pieces, but honestly, you got to make sure that whatever you're doing for it, you're doing it what satisfies you, right? If my love language is gifts, that's how I receive the love. And everyone doesn't receive it the same way. But in all this season, I think it's truly a matter of will I get the, ride and the pleasure I want from doing this action? But at the same time, it's tough because not everyone has family. I think it's surrounding yourself of your That's why you see a lot of friends giving and white elephants because not everyone can go to a home. Not everyone has that in themselves. So honestly, do what's best to surround yourself with that one so you want to feel love and joy because I think we might, there's some of us who are like, oh, I got to go to my mom's house, I got to do this, ah, uh-uh. ah. There are some people whose parents pass away don't have the luxury anymore. And honestly, it's a season of, we got to get back to what it actually means, right? Even for myself, day of, I'm sending out my mass text of happy holidays to all my homies because they may not be getting that for no one else. And at least they're getting it from me to know that I care about you. And yeah, we don't have to change gifts, but you know the love is there. I don't know get a flight home to if you live in Tennessee is going to be expensive. But I was able to have a moment because my friend tell me, yeah, I'm home my apartment by myself. I don't have a meal. You're going to go to the Asian take- takeout versus the last week we-, we broke bread together. So honestly, how did I do the work to say I'm okay with whatever I am, however I move? And that's what I need. And I think in society, we're told we should be doing something else. We should be acting like this. Because in order to be accepted, that's what's needed. But it's okay to march your own drum. Be your own little drummer boy. Do what you want to do. And those that love you respect you. They'll be like, you know what, I got you. And I think we're getting away what community means versus what community represents.
0: Hmm. Absolutely, and you know what, um, I think that's more meaningful. And you know, you mentioned that white elephant thing. I can't, I can't get down with that. I heard about that, like what that is, and I was just like, you're not taking my gift from me. But um, <laughs> but here's the thing. But with me, I've learned to minimize contact because I know that the the holidays can be stressful for some people. And if you can't contact me, then you can't agitate me. simple. Protect your peace. Protect your (laughs) peace. I mean, if you want to see me so bad, watch the Chris David show. Otherwise, you don't get a subscription to Chris Plus. But anyway, (laughs) because we have a couple new faces here, I want to know what you all think when people say it's hard for men to make friends, men men to make friendships after high school.
2: So... I was just watching this thing like uh, on Vice, they had like, they have debates and like they had kind of like a man's panel type of thing where they, they got men and they were just talking about masculinity as a whole. And that that topic came up and what it really comes down to is that the reason why people feel that way is that for you to establish a friendship, there has to be a certain level of trust that you that you start to have with people, right? But for you to trust somebody, one part of being of trusting somebody is being able to be vulnerable. But guys, a shown of vulnerability is shown of lack of masculinity, kind of. It's not saying that they are intertwined with each other. But if like somebody if somebody perceives a man as being weak, it kind of it kind of almost means that they're they're not less masculine, but they're there you can almost question their manhood a little bit you know what i mean cuz men aren't supposed to be weak men are supposed to be strong men are supposed to be courageous and and all these other type of things and all of those once you have all of these different characteristics together then you can label yourself as a man but you you don't do you won't you won't like put yourself in those type of situations or interactions because or you'll limit those because you don't want the world to use that against you um basically use the world use the, the world to use that against you so I feel like it's hard because nobody wants to open up their spaces to be vulnerable with somebody for 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 it to not pan out the way that they exactly wanted to so it becomes a trusting if, if somebody who's a little bit more trusting probably has an easier time finding friends because they're able to overcome some of the hurdles of 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 having a friendship with anybody some other people that is going to be a little bit more difficult because they're not going to let you in and everybody has acquaintances that's that surface level stuff like I could talk to anybody and high five them but for somebody for me to tell them hey I'm having a bad day hey my girl's really pissing me off like I'm really like route to lose my mind my job is killing me not a lot of people have that or outlets like that because one that's a show like it shows that shows that maybe you're not able to cope with your everyday life, and being able to talk it out, that is coping with your life, but some sometimes that doesn't look like your definition of what a man is supposed to, you know?
1: What I look at it is, it's the level of intimacy you have with it, and I think the fact of the way men actually bond, right? The, I think during the pandemic, they said a lot of men lost friendship because they were in the same circle they'd hang out with, right? If I go play ball at the Y every Saturday, that's my boy. My girl might be like, that's not your friend. He you just played ball. I'm like, no. That's a guy who, went for the past six months, see him every Saturday. He's my guy. But the thing is, I don't need to do bunch of him. He's still my friend. And I think it goes with that vulnerability because if we're kicking on the bench, like, yo, what happened? Oh, yeah, Monday got this thing. Oh, tell me about it. We're finding that space of commonality where we can now be vulnerable in these spaces doing that. But I think because when we look at friendships, right, what's realm, right? Sometimes I feel with the realm of with women it has to be my best friend bridesmaids who's at my wedding versus hey can my guy come to the wedding he's a, he don't need a plus one but he's my guy who i hang out and bench press with every day i look at it as we can have different of friend or different types of friendship but it all look the same i can be at the bar see my guy at the bar every friday we talk about a week and we still crush and blow i don't know his last name how many men know their boy's last name not doesn't happen all the time but I know I'm gonna ride for that guy if I need to, because of what he showed me up. When I see his character, I know not represents. But I don't even know his I after Monday to Friday only you see him. But I think sometimes people need I need you in my pocket, need you by my side. Versus of in the moment, I know what you stand for, I know what you see, and there is that trust with you in that moment. So it's one of those things that I think goes on a person, right? What do I expect from a friend, right? I have best friends, I have acquaintances on different levels, but. What am I really saying of who is my friend? Do I need someone I get called to? You know what? Sometimes we have to get professional help for that. That's why we have therapists. My friends are my therapist. And I think sometimes with the friendship, people put too much on that friendship that the other person is to accept.